You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey there, I'm Aaron, and welcome to a special best of episode of The Hero of the Story. As we gear up for season two, we're representing some of our favorite conversations from the first season. Today, we're sharing a conversation with Andy McLean on the need for a gospel focus in student ministry. Listen in as we discuss the dangers of confusing the gospel with behavior modification and how that places a burden on students that's too great to bear and the unique opportunities we have serving this particular generation. In Galatians 1, 6-9, Paul wrote, I'm amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who are who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and who want to distort distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, a curse be on him. That's pretty serious. Yeah. As we as we have said before, now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you've received, a curse be on him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Paul's not playing around there. He's not. He's not. Okay, so um let's 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 think through that for a second. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I love this text. We've um uh, we've used it several times. I've, I've kind of used it several times in different, uh, you know, speaking engagements and stuff like that, talking specifically about the gospel and student ministry. You know, I, I like this text. There's another one in, in what is it? Is it Second Corinthians, where you know Paul is basically telling the church that look, the gospel is not only what you take your stand, but it's also, you know, sort of it's going to be the gospel is what sort of carries you throughout the Christian life. Right, so it's part of your sanctification. It is part of your growth as a believer. You know, some of us. I think it was J.D. Greer who who gave this illustration about the swimming pool. Like, right. So most people kind of think of the gospel in terms of like the deep, uh, or, or kind of like the entryway point into the pool. Right. So it's kind of like the shallow end. Yeah. And what we want to be in the deep end. That's where all the fun's happening. That's where people are playing chicken and having noodle wars. Right. So. Uh, so yeah, we totally. really gotta go into the deep end. That's where the theology is, where we kind of tread water in the deep end. But you know, the gospel is just kind of the entryway point. And I remember him saying uh, that no, like the gospel is not the the shallow end, or, nor is it even the deep end. It, it's the pool itself. And so, have you ever heard him? Say oh that? yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. that's very similar to some other illustrations that are out there. I mean, you think about the gospel. If you think about the the Christian life as a race. We where what is the gospel? Is it the is it the starting blocks or or is it also the track? Right. So is it just the thing that gets us moving into the Christian faith, or is it the thing that sustains us through the entire thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I think that you know things like that are, are helpful, uh, uh, really helpful for reminders, uh, and and really kind of puts uh, Paul's you know emphasis here in context. Uh, I mean, this is something that you can't get wrong, yeah. right? But this is something that we often do get wrong. And especially as I engage students and being in student ministry for all these years uh, and, and having sort of grown up in the church myself, I got the gospel wrong. And and, and, I, and at least here in our context in the South, this is where I continually see student ministries get the gospel wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're doing lots of really good things. But man, like if you mess up on this... If you sort of substitute it with some sort of works-based mentality, then then 
you know, you mess up. Or yeah, that. totally. So, so anyway, so there's there's obviously some pretty serious repercussions that can you know result from that. So anyway, so yeah, totally, um, uh, totally believe that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's got to be right for for student ministry. Thinking through a passage like this, how would you incur? Like, how would you teach this first and foremost? And then how would you encourage? Um, how would you encourage us to to really do like to live in light of this? with students i would sort of incorporate this into you know the next chapter chapter two yeah and that's where we kind of get you know uh, peter's rebuke a little bit more in detail from paul yeah and so we get a little bit of the context of that we get a little bit of the context of of what's taking place sort of uh and 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 really the fact that it was leading other people astray like barnabas so that's one of the things that paul you know calls out is the fact that barnabas is, is being led astray he's starting to treat you know the Gentiles differently because of what Peter is doing, uh, and so man, so there's there's a couple of things that I w- I would note on this. Number one, uh, I would I would totally go and and use this text, uh, not trying to do improper hermeneutics, not trying to just springboard you know from this into maybe some like social topics like uh, uh, just some of the debates that we're having around culture today. But but I mean, there's some real uh, Connecting the dots here between yeah. like what's going on and and Galatians one and two with the uh, prejudices that are being there the the blind spots you know these racial blind spots that that's taking place and uh, and then obviously there's a direct correlation with with, with our own situation and so uh, I would take students there because it's it's really applicable help them to understand the context of what's going on in Galatians one and two yeah. uh, what's at stake right because Paul is saying that the very gospel is at stake. Um, you know, you, you shouldn't be putting these extra demands upon these Gentiles. And, and, uh, and so, you know, the, just the, the fundamental work of Christ is at stake here. The person and work of Jesus is at stake. You know, the, the gospel of creation, fall, redemption, restoration is at stake. So the, the big story here is at stake. Uh, if, 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 um, and so it's, it's, you know, easy to get wrong here. And so I would, I would kind of use as an opportunity, maybe talk about some of those issues, but then I would really want to just underscore to students the gospel itself in this in these chapters, uh, because um, you know, like like Paul is saying, we we can use this as an opportunity to talk about some of these maybe these blind uh, spots that we have in, re- in regards to other people uh, within our culture who, who may be different from us. We may have some uh, hidden prejudices that the Holy Spirit needs to reveal to us, and so that's important. Uh, absolutely, but we also want to make sure um, that students kind of walk away with a clear understanding of the gospel, right? And the fact that it is not driven uh, by any sort of um, you know works righteousness, which you know that this this you know book is going to make crystal clear. Yeah, uh, you know, and so we we want to make sure that they're not sort of operating on the assumption that. That uh, that they have to do A, B, and C to get X, Y, and Z from God in terms of salvation. Mm-hmm. No, we want to just really emphasize the fact that look, it is the person and work of Jesus, um, and and uh, it's not your work; it's, it's His work. And 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 so we we definitely want to um, to underscore that in, in the hearts and minds yeah. of students. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really helpful. So. Um, and you know, maybe this would have been a uh, this maybe would have been a, a question that would have been good to lead with. But since we're not leading with it, we're going to still ask it anyway. Is is what is it about? Um, ad- admittedly, 
I've only seen student ministry more from from the outside. So I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't. Uh, I became a Christian as an adult. An adult. So that is a very different kind of experience. But um, I got to see some of the some of the the teens and you know kids and teens in the church. Uh, the first church I was a part of, then the second. Um, see very different kinds of experiences with them. Some who were very like who you know remain very faithful to the like into adulthood some who basically as soon as they didn't have to like they basically as soon as they could stop pretending um to be you know to be what their their parents thought they were or expected them to be they would just bail and say okay i'm i'm done what is it about or or like i want to be careful not to paint too broad a broad a brush there and but um, the thing that I noticed in in some cases was that with um, like I would ask the question I'm like okay what are you guys what are you guys doing that kind of thing like what's what's happening and and so I saw a lot of activities a lot I heard a lot of that there was a lot of talks about um, really like even good things to be to be mindful of like mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, the, the realities of, you know, premarital, premarital sex and the things that can, the, the things that can result from that. Yeah. Um, the, these kind of, these kind of talks, but, um, I never, but I didn't get the impression that there was a lot of, and their experiences anyway, that there was a lot of, um, gospel, gospel discussion that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, um, so I guess the question is, is, why 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 does it seem like there there are at least a certain there's a tendency to move away from the gospel um we see this in kids ministry as well mm-hmm. to um to focus on behavior and you know and this kind of stuff yeah. as, as opposed to talking about the heart right. is is that an accurate perception of student ministry is it yeah very much yeah okay. absolutely so i think you're spot on there and and i think that the observation of like I mean, because that's ten, what we tend to do. We try to, when, when in children's ministry, we, t- we tend to uh, want to instruct children towards, hey, look, here are, here, here's behaviors that we would like to see in you, right? So, you know, be sharing your Lego blocks with the person in Sunday school next to you. And, you know, <laughs> keep doing this. And I'd this. like someone to share so, Lego right, blocks right, with so, me right now. Know, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, be doing this. And then, you know, when they graduate into preteen and student ministry, uh, we, we we tend to sort of reverse that and say, hey, look, here's a list of behaviors we we don't want to see. Right. Here's a list of vices that you should stay away from. And so, and if that's the case, if that if that's the extent, I've heard Eric Geiger say this before. You know, if that's all that they've heard through through children and student ministry, then no wonder why they would uh you know abandon it at the first chance that they get. Right. Uh, because that's it. So they're you know they're trying to teach. In other words, they're trying to teach virtue apart from the vine. Right. So and you, yeah. and you can't do that. Uh, I, I really appreciate the ministry of, um, I think it's um, the individual who, one of the individuals who started U Specialties, I think it was Wayne Rice, uh, he commented in a bit of an autobiographical way years ago. He said that, look, when we started U Specialties, uh, you know, we had some objectives. We wanted to make um, uh, the role of, of a student pastor a professional position within the church. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make, you know, relevant resources for the church. And, uh, and so, you know, looking back, he was like, look, we did everything that we accomplished. 
you know, churches now hire professionals. Yeah. And their student space, right? That's what we do. You you gotta have a seminary degree most of the time and you gotta <laughs> you got it's a professional yeah. role. Yeah, absolutely. And so and then, you know, they, they did provide they had a host of uh, games and resources that churches could use to entertain students. And so but this is what he said. It was super, super sobering in terms of someone kind of looking back on a significant part of their life. And so he says that, you know what, we did what we accomplished, but we created a generation of students that were a mile wide and an inch deep. And I was like, well, that's that's sobering, you know? And then he goes on a comment, like, right now, I just encourage churches to just give students Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because only Jesus can change the heart of a student. And that's true, right? Yeah. So we want to get to those heart issues. We want to kind of steer away from the fact that, like, look, we're... We're not trying to, to modify behavior from a you know from a top down philosophical level. That's yeah. not what we're trying to do in student ministry. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know we you know we think that that uh, you know making wise decisions and and is a good thing. Yeah, students. totally. We want to sort of give them that sort of wisdom uh, to know how to navigate life and make good choices. But but at the same time, like those choices have to stem from a, a changed heart. Yeah. And so we want um, we want students to to. To have that changed heart, to, to be transformed from the inside out, and and only Jesus can do that. And so, you know, I think that you got to get that order right, and that's something that we talk about a lot here in in the Gospel Project. So, totally, totally. So, um, last question before we wrap up this discussion. Um, let's say you've got a. Let's say you are speaking with a with a, a fellow student pastor, and. Um, they have they're they're struggling they want to they want to get jesus in front of their kids every opportunity they can and they're not really sure where to start um i mean it's easy to go into a a product product promo on this so let's not do that but but um what are what are what are say three pieces of simple practical advice that you could give um one of your peers in student ministry today who wanted to who wanted to do that yeah, uh, that's a great question, and I wish that you actually gave me time to think about these questions. Ahead I'm of time. sorry. So Aaron's totally just you know he, he he doesn't warn me. He's been thinking about them, but he surprises <laughs> me with them. Well, so. <laughs> well, the truth is, is this question just came to me right now, so, and uh, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. I could be good, totally good lying. Improv, uh, you know, there, there's <laughs> you know the gospels at work on me too, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, so I um, I will say this. So I, there was a there was a guy when I started out in seminary. I was kind of doing college ministry, and um, and and there was um, uh, a bit of a mentor there at the church, and he had done the student ministry for a while. He then he you know kind of uh, he moved on, and he was uh, kind of looking working at a, a local church plant. But anyway, he he told me he said, "Look, Andy, um, he he kind of see that I was new to this, and he could kind of see that that that, that uh, even though." Um, I had a bit of an education in my belt. You know, I, I needed some experience. And so this is what he told me. He says, you need two things to make this work. He's like, look, the only thing you need to do as you minister and love to these students is, is the fact that, number one, you need to love them. Mm-hmm. And, and then number two, you need to live out the gospel in front of them. And so I was like, okay, that's kind of a, a that's a two-fold thing. That's not even three like Aaron asked. And yeah. I was like, I can do that. But here's the thing, though. So even though it's simple <laughs> to say and simple to write down, when I started to unpack and as we started to kind of unpack what it means like to love 
you know, the, the, the people that I'm shepherding, like the hearts that I'm shepherding, these students, that was, uh, that was a pretty involved thing, right? Yeah. We see this in, in Romans 12, uh, you know, um, where, um, uh, Paul is is telling the church, you know, these one of those one another passages, yep, right? How we should, you know, uh, uh, you know, love one another, and uh, and and the word that he uses there, you know, it's it's this like tender affection type love in Romans twelve. I remember reading years ago C.S. Lewis's Four Loves. You know, you get all these different types of loves: agape, phileo, um, and then uh, you know this eros, the the romantic type love. But but then you have this like storge, this this tender affection, love, yeah, and and that that comes from the Greek word that Paul was using there. Like we are to really cultivate within our hearts a, a certain type of tender affection and love for the people that we're serving. But but also, man, we have to model and live out the gospel in front of them, uh, with them. Uh, uh, we have to share out our life and Christ with each other on a daily basis. And so just kind of thinking through what that meant, man, that was a that was a huge task ahead of me. Yeah. But nevertheless, it still boiled it down. Right. Yep. It kind of boiled it down to two things. I want to love well and I want to model uh, the gospel in my life well. And yes, I'm gonna fail at that every day. But you know, it, it kinda of, it brings me back to these two things that Thanks for listening to this special best of episode of the Hero of the Story. We'll be back next week with another best of as we prepare to launch season two of the show with all new content in August. In the meantime, please leave your rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more content, please visit gospelproject.com.